You're listening to Midlife State of Mind Podcast, hosted by Aaron Beadle and Belinda Fleming, two gals who dish on all the challenges and opportunities that come with this middle section of your life. Each episode, you'll find yourself going between laughter and tears as they cover all the topics you need to know about midlife. Welcome back to Midlife State of Mind Podcast. I am your host, Erin Beadle. And I'm your host, Belinda Fleming. So we are super excited to be here today. So tell me, Belinda, what's been going on in life? Well, looking forward to Christmas coming up soon, spending quality time with my children and loved ones. So the house is decorated. I still haven't wrapped all the presents yet. How about you? What's going on? Well, you know, it's, let's 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 talk about that. Are you you wrap presents ahead of time? You know, when my kids were growing up, um, if you've been a long time listener, you know I have three kids. Belinda has five. Y'all got to hear a little bit about her in the last episode. But Jeff and I always waited till Christmas Eve to wrap every like this. The tree stays bare underneath until. Christmas in the oh, morning. Wow. So that's your tradition, the beetle Always. tradition. Yes, nice. yes. My children love to have presents under the tree, and I usually let them open one present on Christmas Eve. So okay, so our- they will get to open up one present on Christmas Eve of my choice. <laughs> like, I'll be like, because it might be something that, you know, I want them to have that for Christmas Eve. But um, I always do find it funny that, you know, how... Or I not funny, but just like interesting different traditions. And some people like all the presents get out except for then maybe the toys from or the presents from Santa that don't get wrapped. Or and some then people, some people wrap all the presents and they're all from Santa. So yeah. it is unique. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Uh, I think how many days? There's seven more days till Christmas. Yeah. So by the time you guys hear this, it'll be after the <laughs> new year. But we are definitely in the holiday spirit. Belinda's going to be taking a trip actually on Christmas Day. Yeah. I've never done that before. Booked a flight. My youngest son and I are traveling out to Colorado to visit my middle daughter who will be for the very first time ever. She's a ski bunny. Yes, right? she's she's 21, and this will be the very first Christmas she's been away from family. So it will be a very interesting Christmas, but we're jumping on an airplane and going to go out there and snowboard and spend quality time with her. So looking forward to it. Yeah. yeah. Colorado. What are you guys, guys going to do? So this is also a different year for us. Um, we will not, our oldest son, which granted he's 28, he's going to his girlfriend's um, mother's house in North Carolina, so we won't see him. And then I won't see my middle son um, because um, he'll, be com- he'll be coming up for a concert. His birthday is on December 30th, so he'll be coming up um, after Christmas. So it is kind of sad, um, and, and it's funny because you, you know, are going to Colorado I was saying to Jeff, like, let's just go somewhere then. Because we did travel one Christmas several years ago with all the boys. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, let's go somewhere warm. And then I looked at flights and I was like, oh, no, $1,100 to fly to Cancun? I don't think so. When, like, two years ago, Jeff and I went for our anniversary and it was like $450. Round I'm trip. like, yeah. Yeah. Instead, it's like 1100 per person. So, yeah. So, but, um, well, so we are. Um, kicking off really our first episode of season three. I mean, I know we did, you know, we did an introduction to when things don't fit in your life anymore. And um, I mean, of course, there are many, many things that don't fit in your life anymore in midlife. But um, today we're talking about um, the first real like subtopic of that, which is um, releasing the weight of other people's opinions. And 
I have to say that, you know, for me, midlife was definitely a time where I finally was able to like stop worrying about what other people think. Mm-hmm. And I know we're, we're going to talk a little bit about like the flip side of that, but I started doing a little bit of research because anyone that's listened to this podcast for a while knows that I love to research things and why we do that, why we as humans seek approval. And it really kind of stems from being a baby, making that we seek the approval of our primary caregiver, which it's probably some like, long survival mechanism from our, you know, reptilian brain. It's like, love me. I want you to love me. So if I ask for your approval, you'll love me and you'll take care of me, right? Right, right. But then it carries on into like, um, I've, if, if you know me in real life, you know, I'm number one people pleaser, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I love. Belinda's definitely not as much of a people pleaser as me. And I'm always in awe of not being... I think being a people pleaser is actually a really negative thing. Right. I think that you definitely, I want harmony and I want peace in my interactions, but I'm actually willing to show up authentically in my belief system and what I think and feel so that I can be organic in those relationships. So what I find is that if you're really always about seeking other people's opinions, do you truly show up and know who you are right. and, and what what your belief system is and what, what you think and feel? Because sometimes the water can get muddied if you're really very focused on other, other, other opinions. Well, I think absolutely you don't. Um, I know for me, just especially like maybe where it showed up the most was with my kids mm-hmm. and, you know, worrying what other people thought about like my parenting decisions I don't I think I was a young mom so maybe I didn't have the the confidence um and part of it I think is just personality I've always been a people pleaser I've always wanted to be liked I've always wanted others approval it's not so much that I would change who I like fundamentally who I was but I just you might go with the flow more than absolutely step up and say hey I feel a little bit differently than you right you weren't gonna rock the boat yes Especially with people that I don't know. It's funny because with people that I know well, I can be very confrontational. But it's like I always would decide like, well, it's not really worth it. But you were saying we were talking off off tape about, well, here here's why I think though what is, why releasing the weight of other people's, like without seeking other people's approval is I found myself to be exhausted. It's exhausting to constantly seek other people's approval because mm-hmm. like you said, you're 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 doing things just to get people to like you or think that you're great or approve of you. But you were saying Talk, talk about what you were talking about, the well, flip side of it. When I was researching, you know, this podcast, I always start with Webster's Dictionary. So what is the definition of an opinion? Well, an opinion is a belief stronger than an impression and less strong than positive knowledge. So an opinion okay. isn't factual, right? It's right. my impression or my perception of whatever the matter is at hand, right? So in your example, you're talking about parenting as a young mother, right? Right. 
Um, but, but generally a view that's held by a lot of people is considered public opinion. Right. Popular kind of. Yeah. And a view that's not held by everyone would be a dissenting opinion. So if you're someone that isn't really comfortable with, you know, your own belief system, you might shy away from having a dissenting opinion, right? Or you may not even think, you may not even allow yourself to have, and I think for me, it's like, I wouldn't even have that dissenting opinion because maybe it was just easier to go with kind of what was like the popular opinion. Right, right. And so, and then we interject the the thought process of approval because when you look in the Webster's Dictionary, you will see under the definition of opinion that with opinions, we want people to agree with our opinions and that is seeking approval, right? Yes. So we, we're kind of using that word interchangeably. Are we seeking people's approval? Are we seeking the opinions of others and we want them to agree with us or we want us to agree with them? But on the flip side of this, what I was saying is that I think it's nice to reach out to other people that you respect and you value to get their opinion on things and to really talk through whatever, if there's something that's bothering you or something that's weighing heavy, a life decision even, or just even something as simple as how you want to, which next vacation you want to go on. Mm -hmm. I think it's nice to seek other people's opinions about things and then ultimately make up your mind what that decision might be. You know? Yeah, and I think for definitely like for people that you trust, like if you have a confidant or a mentor or a teacher, whatever you want to call it, is running things past somebody mm-hmm. and saying like, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? But I mean, I do think that there's definitely like value in that because I know certainly I will do that. Like, what do you think about this? Um, I think that where it kind of becomes an issue is when you let it, when you get consumed by every, like, or just you can't make a decision or you make a decision based on being that you're going to seek other people's approval. And it does. It keeps coming back to approval. Yeah. Right? I think ultimately that's what it is. It's when you think about other people's opinions of you, you always want it to be favorable. You want it to be an approving, approving opinion of you. Like if you were to hear people talking about you, then you would love to hear that they're saying like, oh, you know, Erin, what a great mother, you know, she makes. And, I, and I, the reason that I say that about being a mother, I mean, because obviously that's something that's you and I are main um, we've spent many years yeah of our being lives moms mothering yeah and I can remember that when we lived in our old neighborhood when um, my kids were much much younger my middle son had gotten in trouble and for something that he did on the bus anyways and I had said to him that like if he and he ended up getting suspended on the bus in kindergarten believe it or not <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he was a hellion. But so when he got, and I had told him, like, if that happened again, he was going to walk to school. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I'm not going to let my kindergarten walk, you know, da- dangerously walk across. But I, I forget, I must have said something to someone and it, it spread through our neighborhood. And I mean, people were like judging me um, being, you know, like a bad mom. Also, people judge you when you have, when you have kids. And I wanted to bring up something that you and I talked about not too long ago. When when your kids are doing bad things, people judge you as a mother. Right. And and Belinda and I shared because we both have had challenging a, a challenging times with our children or a child that's been particularly challenging. And I told her that because she's still kind of in the thick of it and I'm past it. I said I had to write myself a note 
like in my computer that said, I will not take responsibility for when they do things that are bad or misbehave or make because they poor made choices. That choice. Yes. But if I'm going because I didn't want to take that responsibility, right? I didn't want to be the reason that, you know, he did this is because of something of me. So I said, you know what, if I'm not going to take responsibility for when they make bad decisions, I really can't take responsibility for when they make good decisions because they are their own people, mm-hmm. right? And when you have a child that does not want your approval and doesn't want to please you, it's really hard. Um, we've been talking about that a lot today. But um, yeah. well, I was going to say that I read a quote that I thought was really interesting and um, it's by Mark Twain. And he says, a man cannot be uncomfortable without his own approval. And I thought to myself, That is true, but also a man cannot be uncomfortable without his own approval as well, right? So it really is our own, the onus is on us, you know, but I think as we, I think for some reason in our midlife, we start realizing that seeking other people's approval is exhausting Mm -hmm. and we start becoming more confident when you say, did you, do you think, were you always confident and not worrying about other people's opinions or approvals or was there like a time period for you that it kind of like clicked? I think that I've always had the self-confident gene in my life, Mm -hmm. but I've always carried leadership roles even from a young age, being the oldest uh, in my family uh, with one other sister. But you know, all through middle school, high school, college, and becoming a nurse. Even right out of nursing school, I was in a management position, you know, like a charge nurse position. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've always been the kind of person that when I make a decision, I feel like I've looked at all the things and it's an informed decision and then I stand by it. Mm-hmm. And I do seek the opinions of others that I think are wiser or have more life experience. And I do take that into consideration. And then I live by whatever my decision is. Now, I do think that that today I think it's good to touch on how are we handling opinions of people that aren't in our inner circle that we don't respect or don't make an impact in our life. Sometimes those opinions are the ones that are harder to shake because maybe it wasn't a solicited opinion, but someone gave their opinion on something and maybe that became a trigger for us Mm -hmm. because number one, I didn't ask you for your opinion and number two, I don't agree with your opinion, but am I going to give it any weight or validity in my thought process right now, I get to make a decision. Am I going to, to evaluate this or am I going to say, you know, I, I'm just kind of blocking that, that out and moving on. Does that make sense? Yes. But you know what is so funny? I know for instance, like, let's just say you, we were influencers or we were writers or we were something where we were in the public eye. You could have a hundred positive comments and like approval, you know, a hundred people giving you approval. And then there'd be that one person that would be, you know, say have something something negative, whatever it is. They didn't approve. They don't agree. That's the one that's going to like kind of, I think for most people, it's going to stick out and it's going to like kind of be that niggling little loose tooth that you always kind of go back to, don't you think? Yeah. And I do think that this conversation that we're having is important because How does it feel in your body when that happens? Mm -hmm. And what are your tools that you use to navigate? Because that's energy. Mm -hmm. Someone's sending you negative or positive energy, and are you going to receive it? 
or are you going to put up a force field that says, hmm, not going to do that today, right? It, we make a decision and, and, it, and it, it could be that today my decision is I don't have the bandwidth for that and I'm not entertaining it because I don't know this person, number one. Number two, I, you know, I didn't ask for this information <laughs> And I have a really strong network of people that I trust and value to tell me the truth, right? Right, right? To be honest with me and to share their opinions. So in that situation, I'm the type of person that wouldn't give that too much credibility and I would move on. But I do know people that would really ruminate over that yeah. and would even probably spend a lot of time coming up with something, a rebuttal or a response. And I would make the decision that I'm, I'm done with it. But you, you know? know what? I think it is important um, when you said that about how it lands in your body is when, because I, I, I ruminate a lot. I I'm, think we all do. We yeah. pick and choose what we're going to ruminate about. And I have, so what I had started to do, because sometimes it would be a loop in my mind, is I would just allow myself to just figure out why is this triggering me? Why is this making me feel this way? Let me just let me just sit back. I'm not even going to try to solve it. I'm actually not even going to try to figure out why I'm feeling this way. I'm just going to let myself feel it. Right. I'm just going to let myself feel it. I'm going to let myself feel it. I'm going to process it in my body. I'm and this would let... be someone's opinion, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or unseen. like an interaction. Like, yeah. let's just say I had an interaction with somebody. Even if it wasn't an opinion, I mean, it could be an opinion. It could just be something they said to me that just like struck me in a way that I either took it very personally and and then later, I, you know, like at night when we all do, right? When Thinking like, You're supposed sleep. to be going to bed. You're supposed <laughs> to be going to sleep and your brain's like, wait, remember what happened yesterday when, you know, Mary, you know, you saw her in the grocery store and she made that comment and you know and I just was like okay I'm just gonna like let myself feel it and eventually it would work its way through right you know it's kind of go go through my body and I think that's healthy what you just described is human nature right mm-hmm. to make that decision to you felt it you didn't have to label it as anything right but you just noticed it and then you decided am I going to just let this go or does this deserve a response right The other thing about opinions and approval and all of these things is what we're describing right now as our our tool to to manage this is our our self-awareness. Right. And so if we can find the balance between interacting with others, taking in their opinions, determining what opinion is relevant or applicable to our situation, and then also having the ability to say, you know, well, this, what they mentioned, I, I find this helpful or credible. I find this hurtful and unnecessary. And, but I'm not going to take any of this personally because everybody's going through life right now with their own filter, mm-hmm. with their own experiences. And 99% of the time, if someone did say mm-hmm. something to us that might feel like a little bit of a, Yeah, Yeah, or it triggered something within us. 99% of the time, it isn't even about us. Right. Would you, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. When you say filter, I think that for me, like I could, I can't just like put up that force field. um, And I don't think you should all the time, but sometimes I, I have a lot of hats that I wear. Yeah, you do. I have to really make decisions. Well, prioritize. Yes, it is prioritizing. But I think, you know, and I think that for each person, something different will work. Like some people, my youngest had, he's definitely empathic and he would take on a lot of people's energy and I taught him about putting up his force field, you know, mm-hmm. basically 
you have this bubble you can you know it's a nice visual totally right? and it's okay like you can't take on that person's energy and I used to tell my oldest because he was the same way I'd say there are people who are driving around just like they're a dump truck and they're full of trash and all they want to do is dump their trash on you and you cannot let them don't because, accept it yeah like mm-hmm. nope sorry but for me I have to actually examine it kind of objectively and just let it work its way it's almost like a like a stomach bug yeah. <laughs> it has to yeah. come out as diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> well isn't there a saying I kept that it in opinions and... are like assholes everybody yeah. has one right exactly exactly <laughs> I'm like your opinion is just verbal it's diarrhea. It's got to work its way out, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, I do. I did take a deeper dive into the philosophy of self-awareness, and it's the experience of our own personality and our being our own authentic, truest self. And so we have to know who we are so that we are not But swayed. isn't that the big question? Well, we can, you know, every single day I can, I can be, I can be, you know, one way today and I can feel a completely different way tomorrow. I don't have to be set in stone. My beliefs, yes. my opinions can change. And I feel like that is the human experience is that every day you wake up and you, you have an open mind, you have an open heart And the life experiences are why my 20-year-old self isn't as affected by other people's opinions as my 50-year-old self, Mm -hmm. right? So the young mother that you were back in your 20s is very different than the mother that you are now. Oh, definitely. And midlife state of mind, that's, you know, it's a beautiful place for us to be. We're very grounded in our life experiences. We've learned some hard lessons. We've had some wonderful joys and some wonderful experiences. But we've we've been living enough now that we, we understand that things will be better Sometimes things will get yes. worse, and there's this up We've and down. lived through the up and down. We know that, yeah, nothing, the only constant is change. Absolutely, and how we adapt to it. And when you think about the, the opinions of others, those are always subject to change, too. And, and it's always important to surround yourself with people who genuinely love you mm-hmm. and care about you and are willing to be honest with you in a kind and loving way, right? Right, right? And we both have that. We have it in our families. We have it in our in our closest friends and our relations. And that is a wonderful place to be at this midlife, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. We we get to decide who we want to give our time to, who we're going to allow to, to be a part of our our life and interact with. And I do value other people's opinions. And of course, I want the approval of those people that I respect and love. That's the right? key. It's like the people that you absolutely, not not just people who don't truly know you. And you were saying that about like knowing yourself. And I think the other really key to releasing that need for others' approval is stopping with comparison getting into that comparison trap it's funny even though I say I'm a people pleaser I've never been a compare I've never compared myself I'm like I am who I am I am better at some things than other people maybe I'm worse at some things like I have never that's I think if I wanted to say my strength I've never had that comparison trap and I know a lot of people do because people like when Facebook became a thing they're like, oh I can't get on Facebook because I see all these people doing all these wonderful things and mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I'm not doing enough oh no I just good for them like you go girl or you go guy and yeah that was never your perspective like, no to, to feel, I'm like to feel, feel less than right no I never felt less than I, I oh, that's awesome for them like so what if I'm not doing that that's not where I am in my life right now right but stopping with comparisons 
And then the other big thing is reminding yourself that what others think is not our responsibility and it's none of our business, Absolutely. which is really hard because sometimes we want to know what that other, what did she say about me or what did he yes. think after, you know, after I led that, you know, for a, like a yoga class, when people give yes. me feedback after teaching a yoga class. You know, I love to get the feedback, but I honestly, you know, whether I get the feedback or not, I'm pouring my heart and soul into whatever I'm doing and I feel good about it. Yes. And so, yeah, it's it's interesting. And it is hard because Will and I both teach yoga. And if you've had negative feedback, because with yoga, it is, I'm like putting my heart on a little platter and serving it up in class, you <laughs> yes, know? Yes, yes. Because a lot of and thought goes into And some people it. like stomp on it you know and you're like wait that that was my heart but you have to just know what do they say what is that saying you can't please everyone all the time or something but anyways it's some funny little saying well uh, the last thing I wanted to share about the self-awareness piece of it is that um you know it also self-awareness is how an individual consciously knows and understands their own character feelings motives and desires and it doesn't mean that isn't subject to change but it's what you described, which I think is a really good technique for our listeners. If anyone's struggling with the weight of other people's opinions, I think that you gave a really good example of a way to process it, is to sit and be with the feelings mm-hmm. of it, and then sit with your own how it makes you feel and what you think that might or might not be associated with and then determine if you're going to let that go or if you need to address it further. Yeah. But sitting with it and letting it just flow through you is really the best. But it's hard to do because nobody likes to be uncomfortable. I mean, I know my first reaction is self-soothe, self-soothe, self-soothe. Or to be upset and angry and take that personal offense. And that's, that's, uh, uh, assumptions can get us into trouble too assuming makes the ass out of you and me yeah exactly <laughs> we've talked a lot about assholes today <laughs> yeah no I think you're right it, it's you know but knowing yourself I think is really knowing yourself and and again this is very yogic is what is our true self like it's not mom nurse yoga teacher it's your true self inside your motives if you really are allowing yourself and 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 sometimes when somebody says something it's more about them but sometimes it's interesting if somebody says something that maybe isn't even like disapproval but that triggers you it's it's often because, or if we get triggered by other people, mm-hmm. it's often because of something that we feel about our, about a way that we feel about ourselves. It's interesting, yeah. No, yeah. So, you, you know, if you're going to lose any weight this year, it's the weight of other people's opinions, right? Absolutely. You absolutely. Know? Can we shed that? you know, just shed that. We yeah. don't we don't need that heaviness in our life. We really want to nurture our curious nature, be curious about what was going on when that happened, right? Right. Be intelligent about it. Is this something that is credible or not credible? But then have the ability to let it go. Right. Yeah. Let that weight go. Let that shit go. (laughs) Yeah. So, well, definitely we want to hear from you guys about like, have you, do you have trouble seeking approval do you have the tendency to want you know to people please or you know you know need other people to approve of you tell us tell us what you think thank you all so much for being um, a part of this podcast today and we'd love to hear your feedback and yeah, so your opinions <laughs> find us on all of the socials go out to midlife state of mind on 
podcast on Facebook, Instagram. Tell us what you think. Send us a message. Shoot us an email at midlifestateofmindpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been an E-Squared production.